You can cry on command. And that is why I decided to create this. Welcome to Free Talk, the show to help you learn English the fun and simple way. Ready? Think on your favorite book. The one book that you could read over and over during your life. The book that you learned the most from. The book that changed or saved your life. Got it? That one book is precious to you. Someone says, please recommend a book to me. And that name pops up at the top of your head. You don't even ask, what kind of book do you want to read? You just name it. Because something in that book resonated with you. It connected at some level or another. You could be reading, let's say, Madame Bovary by Gustave Flaubert, the great French novelist, and think, my God, I am totally Madame Bovary. I feel trapped in a relationship. I need a way out. I need a change. Or maybe you are reading The Stranger, which is, by the way, one of my favorite books of all time. And also the main reason why I decided to learn French. And you think, that's me. That's me. Albert Camus is making a description of me. That is exactly how I feel. But how is it possible that two or any other of the hundreds of thousands of writers out there can write something in a desk or at a table in a French cafe that survived the decades, the centuries, and touches you in the deepest part of yourself. Maybe we can say that this feature, this characteristic of a book, of a novel, it's the subject matter. The subject matter is the content, the essence, the reason why a book exists, the story that this particular book is telling you. So, is subject matter what determines what a classic book is? Maybe. None, not even one of the greatest books ever created can escape the human aspect of life. These two books that I present to you are examples of what is regarded, regarded, R-E-G-A-R-D-E-D, regarded, is a more formal, a fancier, more elegant way to say consider. 
So they are regarded as examples of classic books. You know, those books that people say you have to read at least once in your life. By the way, I think that saying, I mean, saying that is somewhat ridiculous and pretentious, if I can say that. No offense to anyone. But telling someone that they must do something only because a big majority of the people already did it, that's nonsense to me. But I am digressing. Nice word, right? Digress. D-I-G-R-E-S-S. That means that you move off the topic into a different, sometimes opposite direction, like I was just starting to do. But, well, subject matter is maybe one of the metrics, one of the parameters that we can use to decide if a book is a classic or not. For some people, a book is a classic only after it has survived time. Think on Shakespeare, Moliere, even before Plato, Socrates. Their books were written hundreds of years ago and still today, in this exact moment, some person in a random place somewhere in the world is reading the first page of Hamlet and his life is never going to be the same. And thanks to this action, the legacy of William Shakespeare will continue. But that is not always true. 100 Years of Solitude, the novel, was written in 1967, not even 50 years ago, but it is now, today, recognized as one of the greatest books ever to be created, a masterpiece of literature and language, a record of the greatness of one man for prosperity. So, time, age, is not really a factor here, right? But then, what is it? We could argue, we could say, that subject matter is of a vital importance. The life and tragedies of one family are the heart of this marvelous story. But this is not something that we can directly relate to. The story is a beautiful mess of time, death, life, love. It takes you back and forth. You almost need to have a notebook by your side so that you don't get, so that you don't get lost in the development of the story. In this novel, A Hundred Years of Solitude, at times you don't even know if the person who is talking is alive or if it's a ghost. But this story happens in a world that was invented 
by the author. Macondo is not a real place. It only existed in the mind and in the pen of Gabriel Garcia Marquez. But some people believe that Macondo is the literary imagination that Gavo had about his, home, his hometown Aracataca in Colombia. The same thing happens in many of the creations by William Faulkner. Yoknapatawa County is a creation of the author. It's not a real place. It's not Rome in 1789. It's not Chicago after the war. It's nothing you have seen before. And maybe this factor adds some universality to this story. People in China, people in Brazil, Spain, in Mexico, we can all feel that we know that place because the author is giving us permission to imagine it as he describes it. Some, some of the authors that I have talked to you about, Camus, Faulkner, Marcus, they are all big names in the world of literature. They all won the Nobel Prize of Literature. They are all dead. How much of the author or the awards he received for his work are important to decide if a book is a classic or not. The author plays indubitably, without any question, a tremendous role in this. That is something that we can see right now with contemporary writers. They make one great book, they collect a big group of fans, and then every book they write after that one is applauded. It's celebrated as another great example of the mastery of the author. But the question remains, will their books become classics after a hundred years? Two hundred? Will people still read those stories after millions of books continue to be published. I have to say that, once again, I digressed. Someone asked me to record a podcast about books, and he specifically mentioned The Little Prince, a classic by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. That was my original intention with this podcast, but when I was planning it, this idea of what makes a classic a classic popped into my head. And here we are now. I will plan an episode about The Little Prince. I give you my Boy Scout word. Well, on this episode, we had fewer explanations. We made it a little different. So let me know, what do you think? Is it still useful? Is it helpful? And more importantly, 
because I'm a curious, a curious person, I would like to know first what are some of your favorite books and what aspects are relevant to you to decide if a book is a classic or not. Or maybe, maybe you don't care if a book is or not considered a classic. Maybe you just read what you want to read. So leave me your comments on the comment section in our site. I, I really would love to read them. Um, just as an extra for this episode, because I think that maybe um, the language we used in this particular episode is different, maybe more, I don't know, more elaborated, more complicated, I will send the transcription of this episode um, by, uh, by email to the persons who are uh, subscribed to either the course or the newsletter in our uh, webpage. So tomorrow when I send you, when I publish this episode, I will also send you in an email the transcription of this episode so you can listen to the episode, listen and read, and you can also um, look up in a dictionary any word or any expression that you didn't understand on this episode and make this um, information more understandable. Okay, so I hope you like this um, this format. It's not a permanent format. We are just trying uh, new things here and there. So if you like this, please, I would really, really appreciate your feedback. Remember, I told you on the episode one that this podcast is not about me. It has never been about me and it will never be about me. So I want to have uh, feedback from you so that we can make an episode that you really, really want to listen and you wait for it. And then when it's ready, you listen to it and you enjoy it. And then you listen again and then you continue learning. So I will see you again this Wednesday for a new episode. My name is Alan and keep it simple.